Amen. Hey, we're talking about nine habits of an overcoming follower of Jesus Christ, and we're continuing this series. So if you're joining us, Cathedral Family Online, or you're with us, we're going to do just a little bit of review. Pastor Nietzsche and I have been in ministry nearly 25 years. Um, we met in Bible school and got married, and we just immediately went to the nations. And for years, we did mass crusades and trained pastors and planted churches. And then he called us here. But, but in that time, we've watched people, and we've watched through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. We, we, we've watched through you know, our own natural wisdom, and we've seen that there are Christians who, who go to church every Sunday. They say they read the Word. They say they pray. But it seems like they're always on the bottom of the pile. It seems like they never seem to have one victory after another. The distance between one victory and another victory is huge. And, and they seem to be tired, frustrated. They, they, lose a, they tend to lose a picture of their future. And they had a calling at one time, but they've let go of the vision of that calling. And life itself has come down on them like those waters. Yet they're born again, yet they participate in church. They say they, they read the word, but there's things, things that just tell you that they're, they're not living a life of victory. And, and we put together these nine habits that we've noticed in the lives of people who seem to overcome constantly. I'm not, I'm not going to say they overcome all the time, but they consistently overcome. Because we don't want to confuse a life without battles and a life without trials and a life without tribulations for a life of victory. Because you can't have a victory unless you have the battle. But it's how you conduct yourself and your attitude and your confession and, and your belief and your confidence when you're walking through the trial that says so much about who you are or should I say who you perceive that you are. So here, here's the nine habits, guys. The first one is habits of an overcoming follower of Jesus Christ. They study the Bible. Number two, they seem to be constantly in prayer. Number three, this is so many people lack this, unfortunately, is they take daily, daily they take time to consider their ways, their actions, what happened throughout the day. Uh, number four, they're missional. And that's very simple. They love God. They love people. They lead people to Jesus. And they teach them how to follow, teach those that they lead how to follow Jesus. You see, if we're not missional, then we're missing what Jesus commanded each and every one of us to do. Number five, they practice generosity. And I'm not just talking about in the offering. I'm not just talking about the tithe. I'm not talking about see. I'm talking about they practice generosity with all, every part of who they are. Number, number six, how, the sixth habit of an overcoming follower of Christ is they attend church and they participate in the church community. Number seven, they have a lifestyle of service. Number eight, they practice gratitude. And the ninth habit of an overcoming follower of Jesus Christ is they produce joy. I didn't say they're happy. Because happiness is based on happenings. And circumstances and situations but joy comes from justification in Jesus joy comes from your relationship with Christ 
And when you walk in a room, you don't, you're, not, you're not what that room is. You're bringing something in with you, someone in with you, a confidence and a, and a joy that just, just flows out of you. So we've been talking about this subject for, now this is the, the fourth week, and, and you know, the foundation of it is Jesus is your Lord, and most people don't get that. If Jesus is your Lord, then you're going to follow him. If Jesus is your Lord, you're going to do what he says. If Jesus is your Lord, you love him more than you love yourself. Jesus is a lot of people's Savior, but he's not really their Lord, and hence that's why they're not experiencing victory. Jesus is Lord. But we, we talked about the, the very first thing is, is, is God's word, putting God's word first. And so we talked about accepting the Bible by faith, that, that it is God's word, that it's God-breathed, that every word is not just inspired but came out of the mouth of God. And we talked two, three weeks ago about putting God's word first in the day over how you feel. Jesus gave that example when the devil knew he was hungry after fasting 40 days. And he said, turn those stones into bread. And Jesus didn't, didn't, didn't allow himself to be governed by how he felt or his need. He said, no, no, no. The word says, the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So therefore, we feed on God's word daily. Simply put, the cheeseburger you ate from Culver's two weeks ago is not giving nourishment to your body today. The, 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 the full course, seven course meal that you might have had last Sunday is not sustaining you or giving you strength today because you, know, you, you just constantly, your body is using it and you live in a world that is fallen and so your faith leaks and your faith comes by hearing the word of God, not having heard. Uh, so I, my dad used to say, oh, I read the word, oh, I've done that. Well, that's good, but what are you doing today? And so, so the very first habit of an overcoming follower of Jesus Christ is they're in the word of God. They put it, put it into their life. They feed on it every day and they consider it. How do they do that? They think about it. They think about it. They compare their life to it. They, 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 they talk about it. They mutter, they talk to themselves about it. And finally, guys, this is the last part of this, is overcoming followers of Jesus Christ put God's word into practice by making a decision. That decision is this, that I will be a doer of God's word no matter what. That decision will carry you that decision will strengthen you. That, that decision will give you direction. That decision will give you purpose. That decision will give you confidence. I will be a doer of God's word. John 14, verse 23, Jesus said, all who love me will do what I say. He goes on, he says, and if you don't love me, you won't do what I say. And if you won't do what Jesus said, sweet pea, you're not a follower of Jesus Christ. You're asking him to be your savior, but you're not following him. He's not really your Lord. He's only Lord in idea, Lord in thought. 
Maybe, maybe Lord over your heart, you say, but not really, because if he was, you'd do what he says. And we are forgetful hearers. So we must, free, we must eat the word of God. We must digest the word of God. We must talk about the word of God on a daily basis. Because if we don't, we, we won't do. We won't be strengthened. We, we won't be able to compare our, our lifestyle and what we think and what we say and what we do with the truth, which is God's word. Sitting in church every Sunday, joining us online every Sunday... Reading the word, but not making a decision to do the word, is like the guy, we, I, I call them gym groupies, the, the, the guy who goes to the gym and he sits down and he watches everybody work out. He may put weights on a bar, but he very rarely lifts it. And what he does is he goes from one station to the next station. next, And he's talking to people. And for some reason, he's confused talking to people for working out. And he expects to have muscle. And when he goes out, to, out on the town, he says, I work out. And you say, no, you don't. You just go to the gym. You're a gym groupie. You never made the decision to be fit. You made the decision you're going to be around fit people, but being around fit people won't make you fit. You have to make the decision that you're going to do God's word. Not, not just feeding, but comparing your life with the scripture and making changes. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 says, All scripture is inspired by God. It is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. I'm going to compare my life with the scripture. It corrects us when we're wrong. The scripture teaches us to do what's right. Remember, it's, it's God breathed. And here's the thing. Without making this decision, you're going to live a life that is, is full of condemnation. Not condemnation from God, self-condemnation. Because you know the good you ought to do and you don't do it. Or you know the good that you, the, the, the bad that you shouldn't do and you continue to do it. And, and so you're full of condemnation and then everything gets fuzzy, everything gets weak. And guess what? You're at the bottom of the pile and you haven't seen a victory for a long time. And you get tired and your spirit is frustrated. And it seems like God doesn't answer your prayers and you're asking for wisdom, but it's there in the Bible every day. You're just not applying it. You become a gym rat. I mean, you become a gym groupie. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to take my old junky car, and I'm going to take it to a place that does hot rods, that makes hot rods out of cars, and I'm just going to park it there, you know. It's not going to become a hot rod through osmosis by just sitting there. Things have to begin to change. There has to be application. Am I being too, am I stretching this out too far? Our doing, if we're going to be doers of God's word, our doing will never exceed the decisions that we make. Make the decision that you will be a doer of God's word. In James chapter 1, it says, I remember I was in Bible school, and this was my first year in Bible school. This, this revolutionized my life. I heard an entire morning of lectures on James chapter 1. They read the King James. Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers, and only deceive thyselves. And I'm like, what did they just say? But I kept hearing, be ye doers of God's word. 
And it, it just started eating on the inside of me because there were so many things about my life that I had not straightened out, that I hadn't even worked on, that I kept doing, that I kept thinking, that I kept feeling. And I, I, when you do that, guess what? It feels overwhelming. But this thing was bugging me. I knew I had to make a decision that I was going to be a doer of God's word. And that decision revolutionized my life. And I'll tell you why. Because when you make a decision, it is the beginning of change. The Bible says in John in Joel chapter 3, verse 14, thousands upon thousands are waiting in the valley of decision. The, the, the day of the Lord will soon arrive. Thousands upon thousands are waiting in the day of decision. I would say millions of Christians are in the valley of decision. And they're stuck there because they say, they hear the word and they think the word is going to change them. And they think that they are going to change, but they won't change because the process of change starts by making the decision that I will be a doer of God's word. Here. One of my favorite authors, John Maxwell, he's coming in October. He said this, everything begins with a decision. Then we manage that decision for the rest of our lives. Everything begins with a decision. Choose today what your tomorrow will look like. All transformation, all transformation begins with a decision. A caterpillar made a decision to build a cocoon. And once you transform, there's no going back to the original shape. What follows the decision is the process. And as Christians, we got to quit thinking about arriving at a destination. And we've got to embrace the journey and the process. But, but guys, the journey and the process doesn't begin until we make the decision that we are going to be a doer of God's word. That doesn't mean that I got to get up after I make the decision and then start putting things right. Because that decision is solid. The next time something bumps up against that decision, it's going to give. And I'm going to make a change. So I will spend the rest of my life, are you hearing me? Managing that decision. Change, once you make that decision, could be immediate. Kenny has been over 40 days without alcohol after how many years? 45. He made a decision. God anointed him 45 days without a drink. That's God. But it wouldn't have happened if he didn't make the decision. Because he, just like all of us, would be fixing to fix, to get ready, to prepare, to change. You make the decision and the process begins. Enter into the process and embrace managing your life by this concept. I will be a doer of God's word. I may not understand it. I may not be able to explain it. I can't even quote it. But I'm going to do it when I see it. When I bump up against it, I am going to change. Because something's going to move. And it ain't going to be God and his word. It's going to be me. The process of change usually takes time. Sometimes it can be a week. Sometimes it could be months, and if you're like me, some of them are years. 
But because I made that decision years ago, I have never, I will never be that same person again. The person I am today, I'm not going to be next week, and I'm not going to be the same person today that I am today. I won't be in a year. Why? Because I made the decision. I'm going to be a doer of God's word. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus said, If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, let's, let's call that cross today a decision then you're not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you're going to lose it. But, but if, you, if you give up your life for me, you're going to find it. If you don't like the direction of your life, it's time to make a change, but the change won't begin until you make a decision. The process of change, the process of transformation begins with a decision. If you don't change, if you don't change the direction of your life, then you're going to end up up where you're already going. Can I say that again? If you don't change the direction of your life, you're going to end up going where you're already going. Now, I, I'm heading toward heaven, but I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going to be there the, the way I want to be there yet. But when I make the decision to do God's word, I make the biggest, the biggest decision of my life. And I am going to begin to manage those changes, manage those decisions, those daily decisions, manage those choices through that decision. Richard is a, is a pilot. Let's say Richard is going to get up in the air and he's going to leave Des Moines and he's going to fly to San Francisco. So he puts in the coordinates and he doesn't, have to hold the, he doesn't have to hold the stick the whole time. What he does is he sets the course. It goes on autopilot. But, but you know what? If he's off one degree, it doesn't seem like a big deal when you start, right? But, but, uh, but let, let's say he's off five degrees one way or the other. It doesn't seem like a big deal until he gets to the edge of Iowa. Still doesn't seem like that big a deal. He's still heading west, but if he's off five degrees, and by the time he gets to where his destination is, he could be in Mexico or he could be in Canada. But the decision to be a doer of God's word allows you or permits you to transform yourself by making little altercations, little little adjustments along the way that's why he gave you the word as the route or the road map and he gave you his spirit as your compass so throughout the day you you make the decision by choosing the map choosing the route on the map that is the word of god but you make the little adjustments as your compass says well you're slightly off here so you get back into the word he said okay that's where i got off here i go I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You govern your life by the scripture. And a Christian who doesn't govern their life by the scripture, they're fickle. They're sometimes they're weird. Sometimes they're like a granola bar. What ain't fruits and nuts, they're flakes. If, if, if they don't honor the word of God and put it first in their life, they have no, listen to me very carefully. Their line of morality moves. What's right and wrong changes. What's acceptable 
changes from day to day based on how they feel and the people they're around and the articles that they're reading. But when, you're, when the center of your life is the Word of God, it will not change. And you'll stay on course. And you won't end up in Canada. You won't end up in Mexico. You won't end up in hell. You'll end up in heaven because that is our destination to follow Jesus all the way to the throne of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Make a decision today. Make a decision in your heart. Make a decision because every transformation begins with a decision. Then we simply We simply manage that decision for the rest of our lives. And there's a compounding effect. Your life just gets better and better and better and better. But if you haven't made that decision, what happens is your life gets more complicated it gets more worrisome there's more doubt there's no confidence you're not even sure if you're on your way to heaven because you haven't made the decision that you are going to be a doer of God's word don't wait until you're smack dab in middle of the battle the struggle the trial the tribulation don't wait pre-choose predetermine Predecide your destination by choosing to be a doer of God's word. When I did that in Bible school, when I made that decision, here's what I was saying. Right now, I'm making the decision about my future. When a fork in the road presents itself, I, got to, I get to go this way or that way. I am going to choose the route by the word of God. I, I, I set my will like an autopilot and I make daily adjustments through the word and by the spirit. Nobody just arrives at their destination. Nobody just wakes up and suddenly they've conquered a stronghold in their life. You win the battle by making a decision in advance that you're going to be a doer of God's word. You win the battle of losing weight. Not when you're standing at the refrigerator, but when you're shopping at the store. Leave those empty calories in the store. You make the, the decision, you win the battle to, to you win the battle to save your children's life when you dedicate them to the Lord and say, I will raise them in the word of God. You win the battle for your marriage when you stand in the altar and you say, she is the only one and there will be no other. You win the battle to save money. Not at the mall. When you're looking at this pair of jeans or that pair of jeans, you, you, you win that battle by not going shopping. So you're making a decision in advance. I will make the decision to do the word. I will make adjustments along the way. And when things pop up, and they will, I'm going to choose to think and to talk and and to, to do things that line up with the word of God. I am predetermining my preferred behavior. I'm predetermining uh, my speech. I'm predetermining my behavior. I'm predetermining my attitude because it's governed by the word of God, something that will never change. Praise God. This is good preaching. 
Jesus gathered his disciples together and he asked every one of them to predetermine their destination and their life when he said, follow me. Because you may be saying, oh, that's not fair, Pat. I don't know what the cost is. And Jesus said, you know what it's going to cost you? Everything. You make the decision because you have trust and love for Jesus Christ. He asked his disciples, one was a very successful tax collector, he was rich. Three of them were fishermen that had their own businesses and employees. Some of them were farmers. And he said, leave everything that you've got and follow me. What was he saying? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He says, follow my word. Follow me. And that decision altered their lives. Jesus gathered his disciples and asked them to predetermine their destinies when he said, follow me. He was their example. And for us, the scripture is our map. Have you ever not known where you're going and so you type in the address on your phone and you get to choose the route. This route is going to take three hours. This route is going to take two hours and 45 minutes. I choose this route. Guess what? I am predetermining the way I'm going to get there. When you make the word of God the, the, the most important thing in your life and when you govern your life by the word of God, are you listening to me? When you pre-decide to be a doer of God's word, what you're saying is I am choosing the route. No, you haven't been on it yet. No, you don't know what you're going to experience, but you do know where you're going and how you're going to get there. And that's what makes the number one, it's the number one habit of a person who follows Jesus Christ that is an overcoming Christian. So how do we do this? I don't know every trial I'm going to face. You don't either. I don't know any tri every tribulation I'm going to go through. I don't know every test I'm going to go through. I do know one who never changes. And I also know his instructions that never change. And I can choose by making a decision to pre-choose, to predetermine our action, to decide what I'm going to think and how I'm going to react and how, what I'm going to do. Not, not according to the circumstances of the situation. I don't know that yet. But according to these principles, according to the word of God, by consulting God's word, our map, listening to our compass, the Holy Spirit, we are going to put God's word first in our life meaning it's going to govern us. Uh, when I went to Bible school, I, I did something. I made a big mistake, something I'll never, ever do again. I bought a brand-new car. I had never bought a brand-new car, and I don't, unless somebody gives me a brand-new car, I will never own a brand-new car. But I had a GM, just because value dropped so drastically. I bought, I bought a GMC with a great big 350 in it, a Vortec engine. Man, that thing had power. And I remember there's this little stretch of road between New Virginia and St. Mary's, and it's a flat, and you can see almost a mile and a half, two miles. And I got out. That's where I always test my speed. I just did it the other night down at going, never mind. Praise the Lord. That motorcycle can fly. 
But, but so I got on that stretch and I pounded it. I pounded it. And it, it, I mean, it was to 85 in, in just a short period of time. I mean, really short. And I pushed it a little farther, 95. I pushed it to 98, 99, 99 and a half. And then all of a sudden the engine cut out. Something must be wrong with this stinking thing. I turned around and I did it again. Same thing happened. Same thing a third time. You know why? Because there was a governor put in there by the manufacturer that said, this car will not go over 100 miles an hour. As soon as I got back to 99, it started back up again. The word of God is to be our governor. He is to govern how we think. To govern what we allow ourselves to think. Is to govern what we say. It is to govern what we do. That all of that, we're managing the decision for the rest of our life. So you say, I don't know what to change. It's simple. Make the decision. And every time you bump up against something that's contrary, you just enforce the decision. Because if you don't, then you really hadn't made the decision. And you know what? Here's what helped me so much. I'm going to share it with you. I decided, because you know I'm not perfect. Just hang with me for 30 minutes, you'll figure that out. Be with me before service, you'll figure that out. Be with me during the week in the office, you'll figure that out. But I made up my mind when I made the choice that I would make the word of God, when I'd be a doer of God's word, that I would also put this with it, that I would repent quickly. What you, what you take time to do, you probably will never do. The longer you take to do it, the less likely you are to do it. I became somebody who repents quickly, and I repent at the level that I send publicly if I have to. If I send in front of three people, then I'm going I'm to go to those three people together, hopefully, and I am going to apologize, and I am going to repent. I'm going to repent to God immediately as soon as my heart gets pricked. I'm going to confess my sin. I'm going to say, help me. What are you doing? I'm managing the decision that God's word is going to be the most important thing in my life. I will be a doer in God's, of God's word. Listen, you, you've got this, this decision to make today. You're in the valley of decision whether you, whether you want to be or not. A choice or a decision that is not taken is predetermined to doom and failure. I want to be a successful Christian. I want to be a prosperous Christian. I want to be an overcoming Christian. I want to be an effective Christian. Here's what it's going to take. You have to make a decision to be a doer of God's word. That decision will carry the rest of your life. James chapter 1 verse 22 says, but don't just listen to God's word. Don't just read God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word of God, if you read the word of God and you don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in the mirror, going away, forgetting what you look like. You see yourself, but you can't remember what you look like. But hold on, hold on. If you, if you do take some time, Daily and you carefully, you look into the law, into the perfect law that sets you free. And if you do what it says and you don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. I can't be 
an overcoming follower of Jesus Christ without his blessing. So many times, so many times what we do is we know the route we're supposed to go because we know the word on that. We choose another way and then we spend the rest of our time in that bad decision asking God to bless something that he already said is denied. And what happens is you just end up frustrated in your spirit and you quit going to small group, you'll quit reading the word, pretty soon you'll quit going to church and then you'll find yourself in a situation and your hands are dirty and your heart is gross and you say, how did I get here? But if you do what it says, he will bless everything that you do. Don't don't be self-deceived. Predetermine that you will not deceive yourself, that you won't be deceived. Predetermine that you won't be foolish. Predetermine now that you're going to be blessed. Predetermine that, that your path and your destination is toward heaven. Predetermine. Make the decision you're going to be a doer of God's word. See, it, it seems like in life, people who just let life happen to them, it seems to get worse and worse and worse as they grow older. We have this thought, the longer I'm going to, the longer I'm going to be a Christian, the better I'm going to get. Not necessarily. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to mature. And you really can't mature. You can't mature until you decide you're going to be a doer of God's word. And then you just work that that decision out for the rest of your your life. I'm going to do what God's word says. I don't have to understand it. I'm going to do it. I'll tell you guys, after nearly 30 years, I'll tell you, understanding comes after that decision. Many times, it doesn't make sense. Most of the time, it doesn't reconcile. I can't see how we're going to get to the end if I do it the way the Bible says to do it. But you know what? When you do, understanding begins to come. 1 Kings chapter 18 says this. Elijah stood in front of this whole, uh, the whole crowd, all of the Israelites, and there was 400 prophets of Baal there. So you got... People who worship, who are worshiping demons, and you got Elijah. And the people are doing both. And Elijah says, how much longer will you waver? Hobbling between two opinions. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if it's Baal, Baal is God, then follow him. He says, how much longer are you going you gonna to stand between here and there? How much longer are you, do you say that Jesus is your Lord, but you do what you want to do? How much longer are you going to see this is what God says in his word, but you're going to try it your way and ask him to bless it? You're going to keep doing that? You know what you're going to be? You're never going to be able to run the race because you're going to be crippled. You're going to hobble yourself. You'll be like this for the rest of your life. You're between two decisions. You're self-deceived. The Bible says you're, you're being foolish. 
You're crippling yourself, and you don't know why you can't run with endurance. Because you crippled yourself. You want to do it your way, but you say Jesus is your Lord. He tells you exactly how to do it, exactly the parameters of how to do things. This is out of bounds. This is, in, this is within bounds. But we want to do it this way because we feel it. You don't understand. I've got to be true to who I am. I feel it. You know what? You can feel yourself right to hell. I'm serious. Don't you think the devil knows how to manipulate emotions and feelings? He's trying to train kids in elementary school, manipulating their emotions and their feelings. And we're letting it happen. Because we're, we're not allowing the word of God to govern our lives and to govern our children's lives. I feel like a villain when I do this. But I know it's going to save them. How long are you going to waver between two decisions? Will you be a doer of God's word? Are you going to do what you feel? Are you going to do what's popular? Or are you going to do God's word? Are you going to let something that is constantly changing govern you and your actions and your heart and your thoughts? Or are you going to let something that is eternal and doesn't change govern you? Joel chapter 3 verse 14 again, thousands upon thousands are in the valley of decision. Will you be a doer of God's word or will you be self-deceived? Will you be a doer of God's word or will you live in darkness? Will you be a doer of God's word and cripple yourself and hobble the rest of your life? Will you be a doer of God's word or will you let your house fall because it's not built on doing the word of God? Will you be a doer of God's word or, or will, you, will you be blessed or will you be cursed? Will you be blind or will you be sighted? Will you be homeless or will you have your house established? Will you be on the bottom or will you be on the top? Will you be a victim or will you be an overcomer? Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 says, Today, God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Culture changes. Governments change. Laws change. Emotions change. And feelings change. But God doesn't change. He set the law in front of the children of Israel. He said, today I have given you the choice between life and death. Between blessing and cursing. God says, now I'm calling heaven and earth. They're going to witness this thing. You choose. And he says, oh, oh, that you would choose life. So that your children will live. You make this choice. By an act of your will. You strengthen this choice by what God said in verse 20. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. You'll make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him and committing yourself firmly to him. Listen, these are God's words. This is the key your life 
This is the key that unlocks the favor and the blessing of God in your life. What is? That you love him enough to do what he says. Make a decision. Make a decision. Make a decision. Make a decision to do God's word. The greatest decision you ever make is to make Jesus your Lord. But I want to remind you, if you make him your Lord, then you will do what he says. You see, you got to be listening. You got to be studying. You got to be reading. Come on. If you want to be victorious or you want to be an overcomer, that doesn't mean you're not going to have battles. But if you want to have more consistent wins than getting knocked down, then you need to be a doer of God's word. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said this. And really, this is what it all comes down to. If you, if anyone wants to be my follower, if anyone wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. Once we make that decision, we manage that decision the rest of our life. I enter into salvation. Now, am I going to go to heaven the same way I came in? I hope not. I hope that I grow. I hope that I mature. I hope that I become more effective. I hope that people can see Christ in me more than they can see me in me. Make a decision to be a doer of God's word. Would you bow your head, please? Father, thank you so much for giving us this sure, more sure word of prophecy, giving us your word, giving us your Bible, giving us the scripture to follow. God, impress on our hearts today. Come on, God, how important it is. If we're going to live a life of victory to do your word. Now, now, guys, I'm not asking where your heart has been. Right now, I'm going to, nobody looking around. And I'm just going to tell you what I expect. I expect everybody's hand to go up. Because it's not about, am I doing God's word? But if you're willing to make a fresh decision today. To do God's word, to be a doer of his word. And I want you to just raise your hand real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah. So you want to be overcoming followers of Jesus Christ. So, Father, you saw the hands. You see the hearts. Strengthen them to do what they read. Strengthen them to do what they hear. Cause it to be a pathway to victory for them instead of a, a weight and a condemnation because they've already made the decision. And they'll alter as they go through life. They'll make changes and adjustments as they go through life. But they're going to be a doer of your word. Today, it changes. If you're here this morning and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life or recommit your life to him, would you raise your hand real quick? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Yeah. That means you're just, you're making a fresh commitment. Put your hand on your heart with me. Everybody will say this. Dear Heavenly Father, Jesus is my Lord. Sit on the throne of my heart, Lord. Give me a hunger for your word. Let me grow up in you. I'll be a doer of your word. And I will serve you for the rest of my days to the best of my ability. In the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Would you guys stand to your feet?